Hey guys, Ben Taylor here with Raw Motivations, coming into you today on uh, episode two of Word Salad. So if you didn't catch the last episode, I'll try to link it down below, but the idea of Word Salad is to put you completely off your game. It's to engage with you in a conversation that you never get to the bottom of, that you never figure out, that you never get to a conclusion or a result. So I introduced Word Salad on the last video, just so you know. It says, says this in this book. When they're feeling threatened or bored, the psychopath will often use what's called word salad, an attempt to keep your mind occupied. Basically, it's a conversation from hell. They aren't actually saying anything at all. They're just talking at you. Before you can even respond to one outrageous statement, they're already on to the next. You're left with your head spinning. Study the warning signs and disengage before any damage can be done. If you didn't know, I'm reading from the book Psychopath Free. That's the book of the month, so feel free to check that out. Um, with this book, it's been really enlightening. And so one of the one of the chapters here, what it's talking about, it's going in depth to the convers the content of word salad. Can't talk today, sorry. It's going into the idea of word salad. And really what this is is when you're engaged in an argument, when you're having a discussion with a narcissist, does it feel like you never get anywhere? Like literally it feels like you're running like you're trying to go someplace and you're stuck on a treadmill and you get off and you're like, I'm in the same exact spot. And it's not just that I'm in the same exact spot, it's that I've always been in the same exact spot. And the next week, about this conversation, I'll still be in the same exact spot. Like, why is it they won't hear me? Why is it that they don't get it? How come I can't get through? You might be dealing with a narcissist or a toxic person, sociopath, psychopath, whoever. You might be dealing with one of these people that's using word salad to their advantage. The goal is to make you so frustrated, to get you so uh, riled up that they're not getting the communication out that you come unhinged and you'll lash back out and you'll attack them and then they feel like they have the upper hand because they controlled you. So a couple of the signs that we looked in the first video, one of them was circular conversations. Uh, number two was bringing up your past wrongdoings and ignoring their own. Number three was condescending and patronizing tone. Number four was accusing you of doing, accusing you of doing the things that they are doing. Okay, so if you want to see any of those, uh, check out the video below of the past one talking about word salad. I can't get my words out anyways today. All right, so number five, I want to be able to talk to you today about this, multiple personas, okay? Through the course of a word salad conversation, you're likely to experience a variety of their personalities. It's sort of like good cop, bad cop, demented cop, stalker cop, scary cop, baby cop. If you're pulling away, sick of the abuse and the lies, they will invoke a glimpse of the idealization phase. A little torture to lure you back with empty promises. If that doesn't work, suddenly they'll start insulting you, insulting the things that they once idolized. You'll be left wondering if who you're even talking to. Because their personas are imploding as they struggle to regain control. Our beloved administrator, Victoria, out of this book, summed this up perfectly. The devil itself has unleashed in a desperate fit of fury after being recognized, twisting, turning, writhing, spewing, flattering, sparking, and vomiting. Quite the graphic picture there. But it's the idea of a narcissist will bring out multiple personas, multiple different ideas, multiple different personalities that they're coming at you with. A lot of you have seen this in an argument, in a discussion, at the end of the relationship, and also when you caught them in something big. When you catch them, let's say, in an aspect of cheating, and they come to you and they're like crying and sobbing, 
and you try to hold them accountable in that conversation. Like, that's great that you're crying. You know, you should be sad because you did that to me. But we need to talk about this. <sighs> I can't believe you do that. Like, didn't you see? I'm sorry. Like, we should be working through this already. Like, they'll immediately start to change, start to switch. You haven't seen that yet? Try in a text message. When you hold them accountable sometimes in a text message and they're, and they're texting you back, like begging you to, to stay, begging you not to leave, then you don't say anything and just wait. Watch how the, how the conversation changes. You start to see the sad person come out. Then you start to see the frustrated person, then the angry person, then the blaming person. And it all goes back and forth in a cycle. Then they'll be like, oh, I didn't mean that. It keeps going back and forth. You'll see multiple personas. Number six, the eternal victim. Somehow their cheating and lying will always lead back to a conversation about their abusive past or a crazy ex. You'll end up feeling bad for them, even when they've done something horribly wrong. You will use that as an opportunity to bond with them over their supposed complex feelings. And once they've successfully diverted your attention, everything will go back to the way it was. No bonding or deep spiritual connection whatsoever. Psychopaths cry abuse, but in the end, you're the only one being abused. Do you relate to that? The eternal victim. No matter what happens, no matter what they do, it ends up being someone else's fault and they're the victim. A lot of you have gotten sucked into the narcissist, sociopath early on in the relationship when you sat down the first couple dates and they, they told you about all their trauma. They told you about all the abuse that they suffered and it made you have empathy, made you have sympathy, and it made you think that they cared. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a game. It's a tactic. So be careful. They'll get to the place where they use that opportunity to bond with you, to try to bond saying, hey, this is what happened. If you haven't seen some of my videos before about narcissists groom their victims, it's the idea of like, hey, we have the same insecurities, like something that you had in your past, they might fabricate or have in their past to try to build that sympathy. That way you start reaching out. That's where you start helping them, giving them help, whatever it might be. You'll see them as the victim. Number seven. You begin explaining basic human emotions. That probably hits home for a lot of people. Like when you're there with a narcissist, you're like, hey, I just want you to show love. I just want you to respect. I just want you to care. I just want you to show up on time. I just want you to actually do what you say that you're going to do. Do you have that? Listen how it breaks it down. You'll find yourself complaining. I'm sorry. You'll find yourself explaining things like empathy and feelings and being nice. Normal adults do, ne do not need to be taught the golden rules from kindergarten. You're not the first person who has attempted to see good in them, and you'll not be the last. You think to yourself, if they can just understand why I'm hurt, 
then they'll stop doing it. But they won't. They wouldn't have hurt you in the first place if they were a decent human being. The worst part is they pretend to be decent when you first met, sucking you in with a sweet, caring persona. They know how to be kind and good, but they find it boring. And that has home for a lot of people. What I want you to hear out of that one section, because a lot of people say this to themselves, if they can just understand why I'm hurt, then they'll stop doing it. A narcissist, a sociopath, toxic person, they don't understand why you're hurt because they don't care. And even if they did understand, they don't care. And the thing that you have to understand is that they don't care. And so when it comes back to it, you can try to make them understand. You can show them charts and graphs and feelings and everything like that. And at the end of the day, they'll be like, yep, that makes sense. Don't care. Just understanding something doesn't automatically attribute empathy. Number eight, excuses. Everyone messes up now and then, but the psychopath recites excuses more often than they actually follow through with promises. Their actions never match up with their words. You are disappointed so frequently that you feel relieved when they do something halfway decent. They condition you to become grateful for mediocre treatment. This probably hits home as well. You'll ask them multiple times to do something and they never do it. And then they finally do it slightly and you're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like you finally did something. And over a period of time, they'll start to realize, hey, I only have to do it halfway. And they'll be happy with that because I never do it more than that. I was talking to someone the other day on a 101 and they were talking about the, the narcissist and how they were talking about another person. Now, the other person wanted love and affection, all this type of stuff. And the narcissist told the other person, they were like, yeah, I don't subscribe to that. Like, I'm not going to actually fulfill the needs that other person wants. I'm going to give them excuses. I'm going to tell them whatever, but I'm not going to give what they want. I know what they want, but I'm not going to give what they want. That's the thought behind it. All right, last one. Number nine, what in the world just happens? These conversations leave you drained. You'll be left with an actual headache. You'll spend hours, even days, obsessing over the argument. You feel as if you've exhausted all of your emotional energy to accomplish absolutely nothing. You'll have a million pre-planned arguments in your head ready to respond to all the unaddressed points that you couldn't keep up with at all. You'll, you will feel the need to defend yourself. You'll try to come up with a uh, diplomatic solution that eventually distributes the blame and therefore gives you both a chance to apologize and make up. But at the end, you'll find out that you're the only one apologizing. At the end of word salad, at the end of these conversations, you'll get to the point point you'll be like, I don't know what the heck just happened. And I sure as hell know I didn't get a resolution to any of the things I brought up. A lot of times I'll be talking with someone and I remember one time I was talking to someone and they brought up a point that they were trying to get across. And they told me the conversation. The conversation went everywhere. And finally they walked away in tears and frustrated and I asked them, did you ever find out the answer to their question? They said no. And I was like, that was the point. Because the narcissist will use all these different types of reasoning, of thought process, of personas and everything to be able to get at you, to unhinge you, to make you realize that there's no answer, there's no solution, and you should be happy with what you get, and that's breadcrumbs. So be careful. If you're listening today and you think, maybe this is me, you might want to talk to someone. If you want to talk to me, link's down in the bio. We'll love to interact. If you haven't already, follow on Instagram, Facebook, and um, TikTok. <laughs> 
the other three uh, for just nuggets of truth. So we've got like minute long videos dropping every single day, just nuggets of truth of what's going on to try to help you find healing, growth, and change. Hope that helps. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.